<laughs> you want your five-star matches? <laughs> you want your 30-minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is We Too Deep with the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, and today, as the the title suggests, it's it's time for SummerSlam. Uh, we're at that time of the of the the year. It's it's been a year since Triple H has somewhat taken over in creative, and it's time to give our excuse me predictions. You can find me on Twitter. And TikTok at we 2 deep 413 at we 2 deep 413 W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-413, excuse me. Mm, dang. Um, uh, but before we jump into predicting SummerSlam and it's uh, in the card and talking about it, let's... Uh, um, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, the first thing is, of course, as always, uh, join the discourse in the Discord for the casual wrestling community. Uh, link will be in the bio if you're listening on an iPhone on Apple Podcasts. I know the link will be in the description. You can just click the link. It'll take you to it. I don't know how it works on Spotify because I don't use it. Um, but... Um, yeah, the second thing and the last thing we're going to do, uh, for, uh, sort of housekeeping is our bracket we've been doing for best women's wrestler, uh, last bracket on Wednesday, uh, was Lita versus Alicia Fox, and then AJ Lee versus Natalia, AJ Lee won unanimously, and uh, Lita did win by a vote of three to two, so she does get the victory there. I actually voted for Alicia Fox. I'll be completely honest; I wasn't a big fan of Lita. Uh, to to be completely honest, um, where um, but I understand, you know, Lita has that nostalgia, whereas uh, Alicia Fox doesn't. Um, this week or week this this episode's uh, matchup since we're going to one matchup or two matchups per episode now when I switched into this is the final two matchups of round number one so we're going to start getting uh, round two matchups next Wednesday these matchups we have Eva Marie taking on Trish Stratus and uh, Nikki Bella taking on Selena Vega. Again, that's Eva Marie taking on Trish Stratus. And Nikki Bella taking on Selena Vega for the last two spots into the second round. Uh, outside of that, uh, well, before we jump into SummerSlam, uh, it is 
you know, the Saturday or the second episode of the week. So I do want to, you know, answer some questions. I did ask this uh, casual wrestling community uh, discord, you know, send in your questions. I only have two for this. Uh... Yeah, well, I'm going to go back a day or so because some were, uh, some were asked. Um So we'll do, we'll do here, uh, username, or excuse me, you know this, uh, DJ, DJ uh, Wavy D, you know this, I, I read the wrong username here, uh, but DJ Wavy D asked this question, uh, with Survivor Series right around the corner, um, which he's not wrong, it's only, you know, three months away, create two all-star Survivor Series teams, five of the top faces, Five of the top heels, uh, then take into account teamwork and, uh, you know, chemistry uh, of the team. And so the first thing I had I, I had to ask was, uh, current or all-time stars? Like, is it current stars only? Because it was easy for me to do this with uh, all-time superstars. That was easy. But he said he wants it just current roster. And so, um, this made it a little bit more tricky. I already gave my answer in the Discord, but I do want to describe it a little bit. Um, so for my face team, I thought of the Creed Brothers, um, Otis, Chad Gable, and Gable Steveson. Now, this may not equal, like, all-star, like, off-the-charts, right... But the, the, these Survivor Series matches like this typically are mid-card matches. Um, and then when you take in sort of like the style of Chad Gable and Otis and the Creed Brothers and Gable Steveson, they're all like the amateur wrestlers. And so I, I feel like they would work very well stylistically. My heel team would essentially be Judgment Day of Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio... Add in uh, J.D. McDonough, and then I'm, I, I sit here and I think, who would be a good fifth guy just to be a heel that could fit with this? And I thought, Braun Breaker. So we would have Chad Gable, Otis, the Creed Brothers, and Gable Steveson versus Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, J.D. McDonough, and Braun Breaker. Not the biggest match in terms of, like, big stars, but obviously, if I'm booking it, the heels are going over. Um, you can make a new star in Braun Breaker while at the same time sort of getting over the, the stars you already have. Uh, the next question from the Discord. Uh, the next two are actually from DJ Wavy D as well. What is your favorite SummerSlam match that you can recall watching? Um, <laughs> so... My initial answer that I had planned was I don't recall a lot of matches, uh, but I'm going to answer this. But in order to answer, like, I don't sit here. Uh, I got to explain. Like, I don't sit here and sort of, like, watch um, the matches to remember the matches, per se. Um, but I like the question, so I do want to. Uh, so I, I am, I'm going to go back in time. To when I can remember f watching wrestling. My first 
SummerSlam that I can remember getting into wrestling would have been 2014. And I remember it because of the poster, Cena and Lesnar on the poster. That would be my first SummerSlam. Um, so the, I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to go over. Uh, I'm going to look through all these matches since then. And I'll pick a favorite that, that I can remember, like honestly remember. Uh, so this may take a minute. Uh, Um, but yeah, while I'm, while I'm doing this, I don't want to keep y'all waiting in silence. And so I don't typically watch matches to be like, oh, I'm going to remember that one in it. That right. Um, I just, I watch the match and more so for the story that gets told. Um, I just, I just, and quite honestly, I just don't remember a lot of these matches. And I don't go back and rewatch matches. I don't do all any of that. I just first off, why the hell is SummerSlam? What year is this? This is 2017. Why did this have 13 matches on it? That's insane. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Definitely. I mean, I'm probably just going to go with the, 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 the easy answer and say Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns last year. Um, I think that's going to be my answer is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns from last year. Unless I can find an, another one here that, that beat it. Um... Yeah, I'm just not not finding it. <sighs> yeah, so to answer this question, to answer the question, it, it my favorite SummerSlam match, it will be Roman Reigns that I can recall watching. Will be Roman Reigns. Uh, versus Brock Lesnar from 2022. Um, because that's really that the only match that I can recall watching that I thoroughly really enjoyed. Um, I just don't sit and and watch matches. And, and to, to sort of remember, it's just one of those things where like, like, I don't know. I'm just not a big match person. I'm going to be completely honest. I watch wrestling for the story, so I'm not a big match person. Um, and so I don't sit here and try to recall matches and watch matches and all of that stuff. So, um, then the last question is that, again, from DJ wavy D and appreciate them with survivor series around the corner. Should we consider, it part of the big four still, or does money in the bank take its place is essentially the question. I've been thinking about this all day. I'm be completely honest. Um, and I think what happened, I don't think survivor series has been completely forgotten about. I just think they've basically added money in the bank. I think we have a big five 
Now, we have five major events, and really we have seven major events with the two Saudi shows. Um, but I think we have a big five. We, we, we Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, and Survivor Series, I believe is on the same level. What I think with Survivor Series, though, I think what what they're leaning to, if they're going the way I think they're going to, I think we're going to head into a brand supremacy type thing with with, and or at least this is where I would take it. If you're trying to get NXT over, like the best way to get NXT over to me is to start doing like brand supremacy, where like NXT beats, you know, it's all the champions from the brand. They have a match and a bunch of triple threat matches. And end it with uh, a 12-person war games match. Four people per side, right? Um, I, that's where I would head. That's where I would take it. Um, I think Survivor Series... We, we Survivor Series needs some sort of stake for that match to make any sense. So, like, brand supremacy is the best way for me to, for me to take it. It's just, hey, we have three brands. Who's the best roster? That's where I would take it um, if, if I was WWE. Um, so, yeah, those are those questions. So, let's go into the SummerSlam 2023 predictions for Saturday night. Um, I'm recording this before SmackDown because I want, it, I want to give you all as much time as possible to hear these predictions. And so... Let's go through these matchups. We have eight matches. The first that we're going to talk about is the 20-man Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Now, this this makes enough sense. Like, like from, from what we're looking at, this has to be LA Knight's match. I'm not confident LA Knight wins this match. I'm just not. <clears throat> There's nothing in his booking... That grants me any confidence whatsoever that LA Knight is winning this match. There's no confidence in that from me. I just I just don't believe that LA Knight's winning this match just because he's he he's on screen for it. I, I think this is a, a big cock block, right? They're they're showing him, they're showing him. Oh, he's gonna get pushed. Don't worry about it. He's gonna get pushed. They're not pushing him. I, there's nothing from how they've booked him in the last month that tells me that LA Knight is getting pushed. I think this match will have a surprise entrance and a surprise winner by the name of Nick Aldis. I think we get Aldis back. I think Cardono shows up. I think... Um, I think those will be the big two surprises for the Slim Jim 20-man Battle Royal. Um, that's the only reason you have a Battle Royal. You have a Battle Royal because you have someone planned to, to be a surprise return. If, if there's no surprise returns in this, there's no fucking reason to have this Battle Royal. right? Everyone's sitting here talking about, oh, all they're doing is giving LA Knight a chance to win a match. Sure, that's wonderful. If LA Knight wins, that's that, fine. He should win. This should be a clear LA Knight victory. Here's what I'm going to be more irritated with. I'm going to be more irritated if we get a Slim Jim 20-person Battle Royal and we don't get any surprise entrances. 
right? Because the people we give a fuck about are already in matches, right? Rollins is in a match. Balor's in a match. Cody, Brock, Roman, uh, Jay Uso, Ricochet, Logan Paul, Imperium, Drew McIntyre, right? The people that we actually give a fuck about are already booked. So you're going to put a bunch of mid-card people, and then you have to debut like three or four people. You have to. Randy Orton's probably coming back, which I'll be fine with, right? But then you put, you need to have these surprise, you know, debuts or returns, right? At least Randy Orton, Nick Aldis, I think Cardona shows up. You may get a call-up or two from NXT, maybe like a Braun Breaker, maybe. Um... And so, I, I think we're going to get a surprise entrance and a surprise victory. I think we get down to Nick Aldis and LA Knight, and Nick Aldis wins, and that starts the feud bet between him and LA Knight. That's what I think we get. That's going to be my prediction. Now, if that doesn't happen, if Aldis doesn't show up, because it's always hard to pick a winner who isn't, you know, supposed to like who isn't already on the roster and we're not supposed to know he's he, he might show up um if Aldis isn't you know debuting it's la Knight. he's the only person that makes any fucking sense to have this match um but i could see i could see Aldis showing up or cardona showing up and winning uh the slim jim battle royal um so the next match ronda versus Shayna. MMA rules match, not exactly certain what that means. I didn't watch Raw on Monday. It was my birthday. So I was out, you know, eating with the family, celebrating my birthday. Uh, so I didn't watch Raw. So if I'm a little bit behind on what's going on with Raw for this week, that's why. Um, Shayna's winning this match. There's no doubt in my mind Shayna's winning this match. Especially if the rumors Ronda's leaving. And bye-bye with it, you can go. Uh, I It's not a big loss to me to lose Ronda Rousey. She, she was never protected as the superstar she should have been protected as. Right? So we'll move to the Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. The more I think about this, they have to draw this feud out. This right? They have to draw this feud out. And I think ultimately, Gunther is going to win this match. But I think McIntyre is going to win the, the the war per se. So we'll have we'll have this end probably at Survivor Series where McIntyre then wins the championship. Um, or it'll either be at Survivor Series or it'll be at Crown Jewel in the early part of November um, where McIntyre wins the Intercontinental Championship. Um, all right, so then we get Ricochet and Logan Paul. This match is either going to be the best match ever, the match of the night, or it's going to be a giant clusterfuck and a spot fest. And I'm really leaning towards it's going to be a clusterfuck and a spot a spot fest. Um, yeah, I just I just don't I I don't see this going. Very well, I think we know Ricochet's style is just willing to do whatever it takes to go to get over and to make the crowd happy. And Logan just wants to go viral. I see this ending potentially badly for one of these two, um, but I'm sure it'll be a fun train wreck to watch. 
Um, Oscar, uh, let me pick a winner. Logan Paul's winning. Okay. Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca. I don't know where we're going with this. I'm going to be completely honest. I just have no idea. My, I don't know. I'm going to pick Asuka with a cash-in by Io Shirai. Um, and Io Shirai is going to fail her cash-in because Bailey comes out and and uh, distracts her after the cash-in happens. Um, I think that's how we destroy damage control. Um, and... I think I think that's what's gonna happen because then that can create a story between EO and and Bailey um, for some reason I just feel that that's how this clusterfuck's gonna happen um, and, and Oscar's gonna retain I, I don't know what we're doing with this. I feel so bad for the women on this roster like I, I got a rant for a minute I just feel so and I'm not saying you can't have uh I'm not saying you have to put Trish versus Becky on the on this card, but you have to put Trish versus Becky on this card. Like that, I'm that's exactly what I'm saying. The fuck are we doing? Like what the fuck are we doing when we're only gonna have two women's matches? And Ronda versus Shayna. Does anyone actually give a fuck about that match? Right. Like like we when this feud started back at WrestleMania. Like, right after WrestleMania, everyone assumed the end goal of that feud was SummerSlam. And they're not even going to get the damn match at SummerSlam. It's a fucking shame. Because it's been part half entertaining, to be completely honest. And this was a big opportunity for you to get over... If anything, Zoe Stark. And create a legitimate contender for Rhea Ripley. Speaking of which, she's not even on the damn card. Like, what are we doing with the women's roster right now, WWE? What are we actually doing? Like, we have the most talented women's roster on the, the fucking country. And, and on the fucking world. The most talented women's roster of any promotion in any country around the world. Is in WWE, and 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 the only thing we get at the second biggest show of the year is Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca, and Ronda versus Shayna Baszler. You don't get the hottest, and, and I literally mean this in in terms of like crowd reaction, the like, and and to me quite literally the hottest. But you don't get the the hottest woman's wrestler, if not wrestler on the planet, and Rhea Ripley, she's not on the fucking card? Come on, WWE! What are we doing? This isn't just me trying to come up with a hot take either. Like, like it's literally frustrating that the best thing you can do with your women's division is Oscar, Charlotte, Bianca, and Ronda, and, and Shayna. I'm not complaining about those two matches, but you, you couldn't even put... Right, I just said in 2017 you had 13 matches. And you're and I'm, I'm fine only having eight or nine. But you're not going to give me Rhea Ripley? You're not going to put Dominic... I'm sure, I'm sure she'll be there for the Finn Balor match. 
But you're not going to give me Rhea in a match at the second most important event of the year? You're not going to give me Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus? What are we doing? What are we really doing with this women's division? What are we doing? You're not going to put Chelsea Green and, and Sonya Deville to defend their title? Oh, I know why. Because there's no fucking tag teams. You destroyed the division and then put it on someone and said, oh, try to get over. Come on, WWE. You got to do better than this. You got to do better than this. What are we doing with the women's division? You literally had one of the best divisions in NXT was the NXT women's tag team division where you had so much talent. You called it all up to Raw just to fucking destroy the division. What are we doing? Where's Alba Fire and Isla Dawn? Why are they not challenging for the title? Where's where's Case? I say Casey. Where's Caden Carter and Katana Chance? Where are they at? I get it. Indy Hartwell's hurt. So you can't pair her with, with, with Candace. I get it. There's some injuries. But what do we do? You're using like four or five, five women. Five women get to get shown on SummerSlam. And, and, and of those five, you don't have the number one on the roster in Rhea Ripley? I just think that's fucking insane. I do. It's insane. Right? There were rumors two, three months ago that Tiffany Stratton was going to be on this card and Carmelo Hayes were going to be on this card. What happened to that? Was that just a rumor? I mean, I didn't fully believe it, but it would have been cool. Tiffany Stratton could could be made here. Right? Dominic Mysterio is the North American champion. Imagine him coming to SummerSlam and having to defend his title again would be a very good way to get that title and to get NXT some, some eye recognition on the second biggest event in your calendar year. What are we doing? I mean, I look at this card. I look at this card, and we're going to predict the rest of it. I look at this card, and I see, like, mid like, it's a mid card. Can I just be completely fucking honest? It's mid. It's a 120% latched on this tribal combat match. Which we're going to talk about. But, like, the rest of the card is weak as shit. Like, can we just be honest? I mean, it's a, like, we're going to get some good matches. But we have a random battle royal that has no reason at all to be here. Other than to get LA Knight over. And y'all know how I feel about him. Y'all know how I feel about LA Knight. I don't think he should get, I don't think he should get a specialized match just because they don't know what the fuck to do with him. I, do, I don't. Right? But you don't have your women's world champion on here. You don't have the women's tag team champions on here. You don't even have your damn tag team champions on this card. The U.S. title's not on the card. What the fuck are we doing? You have 13 champ. If you take NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, you have 13 championships. Let's remove NXT so you remove 
five titles. So you have eight champions right now. You have eight champions. Technically, you have nine championships, but with Sammy and Kevin being, you know, undisputed, you have eight champions. Four of them aren't on the damn card for SummerSlam. Your tag top, both your tag champions, your men's and women's, your your women's world champion, and I'm trying to think of the other fucking title that's not on this card right now. Anyway, that's beside the, that's beside the point. You only have half your championships that are eligible. They're not here. They're not on the card. Maybe there's only seven. I think there's only seven main card championships. Let's see. NXT has NXT champion, North American champion, uh, tag team. Maybe I just don't know how to count. I don't know. But the point is being, you don't have the most important champion in Rhea Ripley. I'm a little bit upset with that. That's where this rant was coming from. But I, I just, the women's matches you give us are, are mid at best. I don't understand any of it. I just want to know what we're doing. This is the second biggest event of the year. And you're not going to give us Rhea Ripley? Come on. What are we doing? All right, next match. Cody versus Brock. What are we doing with this match? No stipulation? We just get to have another normal match? Cody's fucking winning this thing. It's fucking obvious. It's the reason they released the documentary. The week of SummerSlam. Cody's winning this thing. This is going to be the next stepping stone in his story. And then what? Bray Wyatt's supposed to return the rumors. He's the one that's going to be... Attacked? I'm sorry, man. I and I I've made this public in the Discord. I'm gonna make it public now on the on the podcast. I don't fucking want Bray Wyatt to show. If Bray Wyatt shows up, I'm going to be visibly irritated. I don't want to fucking see him in WWE again. I don't give a fuck about his supernatural gimmick. I don't give a fuck about his any of this shit, right? You, you, you had me with the QR codes, and I was in it for six fucking months waiting for you to do something fucking useful. And nothing came of it just for you to get a little butthurt because they're not going to book you the way you you're, you want to be booked. Br- Bray Wyatt, grow the fuck up. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about Bray Wyatt. I'm so tired of it. The dude runs away. Anytime they turn down any of his creative ideas. As if he's like the best thing. Dude, your your stories are too fucking complicated. And when they're too complicated, people don't give a fuck. So what, Cody Rhodes beats Brock Lesnar and then I'm supposed to just expect... Like, like guys, if Cody Rhodes' next obstacle is Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's losing. If you haven't figured it out yet, Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns. I hate to spoil it for you. But I'm 100% certain now after watching that documentary. He's beating Roman Reigns. He's the guy. It may not be at Mania this year. I think Roman's going to carry it for a full other year. We're going to get, not this year's Mania, not 40, 
But WrestleMania 41, I think, is when Roman Reigns will drop the title. I think Roman's going to keep it for a full other calendar year. We're, get, we're getting up there in days with Roman Reigns. I really think that's it. And then Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns. They're slowly building Cody to be this guy. He's going to be the guy. And it may not take that long. I don't think it'll take that long. I think it'll probably be SummerSlam next year. SummerSlam next year, I think it's Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns loses. If not before then. If not, I just I just don't think it'll happen until at least this year's Mania. But I think Cody Rhodes is 100% certain going to be that guy to beat Roman Reigns. I think it's going to happen. Right? That's where I think we're headed. Right? So Cody's, it's obvious he's beating Brock. And if he doesn't beat Brock, then I'm going to stop caring about Cody Rhodes because the whole stuff. What we need to do with Cody right now is to give him wins so that people start getting behind him, right? I'll tell you what, you know what that documentary did for me? It, it made me sympathetic to Cody Rhodes. Like, look at all he's overcome, right? That documentary was strategically planned to be dropped this week. So that people would watch it, feel sympathetic for him and cheer for him. At SummerSlam. Because they're building him to be the, the biggest baby face the company may ever see. At least in this era. And he's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. I'm 100% convinced of it now. It's going to be Cody Rhodes. It's going to be Cody Rhodes. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Finn Balor is winning this match. It's, it's the only way you progress the story. Finn wins, gets his title run. You get the teasing of the cash-in, but it doesn't happen. They're teasing at payback Seth versus Finn versus uh, Priest. And so that's that, that's starting to throw a, a sort of wrench in my idea that Seth loses until payback. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm going Finn Balor here though. I'm gonna stick with with what I've been saying that Finn Balor is gonna win this this match right here. And then our main event: Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, Tribal Combat, whatever the fuck that means. Roman Reigns is winning. It's not over. It's not over to at least this year's Mania coming up. Roman Reigns is winning this match, and I hate I hate to tell it to you, but Roman Reigns is winning. And I don't want to hear nobody bitch and moan about it. Roman Reigns is winning this match. But I look at this card, and like I've said, it's 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 mid at best. You have you have Roman and Jay's in a, like that's a superstar match. Seth and Finn maybe, but everything outside of that. I mean, Gunther and McIntyre personally, just because I love Gunther. But everything outside of that, I just see mid. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. And again, maybe my expectations are just low because that's how I always go into these pay-per-views, premier live events. I always go in with low expectations so I can get high reward out of it. 
But I really look at this card and I'm like, this is nothing better than what you gave me last month at Money in the Bank. I'm not getting like this excitement. Like you got to do better here. To, like this is your second biggest event. How are you going to get other people to watch? How are you going to get the non-fans, the fans you don't watch? How are you going to get them to watch this product when you're going to give us this mid card? It's obvious the marketing around how they're promoting this event has just been Roman Reigns. We're probably going to get an hour-long segment with Roman Reigns. Right? They, they've been, I think they've been purposely doing uh, three-hour pay-per-views on purpose because I think they, they don't like the, the longer shows. I think we're going to just start getting three, three-and-a-half-hour-long Premier Live events. Uh but I'm I'm pretty certain Roman's taking the last hour. It's gonna be a long drawn out affair, or at least it should be. And so you're gonna put seven matches, squeeze them into two and a half hours probably, and and you're gonna get a clusterfuck. You're just gonna get a clusterfuck. That's how I feel about it. Hopefully they change my mind tomorrow. Uh, but I just, I, I'm not necessarily looking forward to anything outside of the Roman Reigns match. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just a little bit, I'm still a little bit irritated from the, how the tree, I, I, and I'm not the type of person that has that, that sits here all the time and says, oh, the women's been mistreated. I, I think they are in this case. I think they have a right to bitch and moan because Trish and Becky have been putting in work for the last five to five months to try to get this story over and, and, and you're just going to pull it off the card for a fucking battle Royal. It means nothing like, like at least give the battle Royal, like number one contender or something so they can get their ass kicked after. I just, I, what's the point of it? Like LA Knight, if they, if they made an entire match for LA Knight, it should have been U.S. title match where he wins the U.S. title because that means something. This battle royal is going to be stupid. This battle royal, and even with the battle royal, you can still put Becky and, and Trish on. I don't see why you had to pull that match. You can still put Rhea on with the battle royal. You could have a 10, 10 match card. I don't think people would care that much about a 10 match card. I just don't understand the treatment of the women's division for this card. Like, you're giving us two very mid matches, and, and I just don't see story. Like, like when's Rhea gonna get an actual opponent? Like, her run has been fine. Like, she's the. T I think she's the best wrestler on the planet right now. I do. I think she's number one on the planet, men and women. But you know, you're not giving her legitimate contenders and so. Like, 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 who's who's going to be that legitimate? And you had a chance to build a legitimate contender in Zoe Stark had you not pulled that match off the damn card. Like, Zoe Stark has been doing, playing sidekick when she should be the focal point of the story. I don't know. I'm just, I'd be frustrated too if I was on in that women's locker room. Especially, like, with the way the AEW's locker room has been, been, being exposed right now, 
right? You would think WWE would see this news and do everything possible to try to please its women superstars. To show that we're the different. We're different. Come to us. Right? Which, by the way, let's talk about this real quick and then we'll end the show. Did y'all not see this coming out eventually? I mean, what, two, three years ago, Big Swole came out and basically exposed Tony Khan. And no, none of y'all bought it. Y'all thought she was lying. Y'all, y'all thought, y'all thought she was just playing around. Big Swole, if y'all don't remember her, uh, y'all also went by Ariel Monroe. Uh, she, um, she wrestled up until 2021 when she announced her departure from AEW, on which, um. She attributed it to deficits in the structure and diversity of the company and in response to Tony Khan saying that I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough, which was bullshit because on her debut, he came and said, oh, you, you, you have a chance to be like he, he was he was bullshitting her one way or the other. He was lying to her. Right, like y- y'all just so so surprised to find out that Tony Khan doesn't give a f- like like Big Swole and her her little like expose podcast she did at the time. Uh, I remember tuning in just to listen to what she had to say, and she was talking about how she had given ideas of we need like a performance center, we need a place where the women can train together and get the 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 uh, um the rhythm of and the confidence of wrestling with each other because what happens when you have non-exclusive con- uh, talent where they can wrestle where you let them wrestle wherever right Big Swole probably won't wrestle half the people on that roster ever and so she has no chemistry with them and so then you put them in the ring and that's why you get these fucking botches you get every week Tony it's fu- but wait wait let's go one step further though you you, you ex- Lufisto What's going on with Lufisto right now? And Britt? You, you're supposed to make have me... Color me shocked! Color me shocked! Britt Baker's part of the in crowd and is a dick. Britt, Britt Baker's part of all fringe wrestling. And, and, and is using her authority to keep, keep people from being hired by... Ed- oh, color me shocked! Color me shocked. Y'all supposed to think... Like, like you think I'm surprised by this? If anybody followed AEW over the last several years, you shouldn't be surprised by this. This continues to happen with this company where it comes out that they just it's just one big friend circle. One big circle jerk by all the friends using Tony Khan for his money and he's got to pay the price. Come on now. Y'all y'all expect me to be shocked by this? Come on. Do better. Do better. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Give me give me your feedback. I'm always open for it. Thank y'all for listening again. Let me know what your predictions are for SummerSlam. I'll see you on, on uh, Wednesday's episode of the Slapping Me to Wrestling Podcast.